All right, we be live. Hi, everybody. Today here we are with Anna and Rivka. Rivka is back too with us. This is amazing. Hi, Rivka. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, guys, today we're going to be... Rivka just uh, re reached out to me and she sent me a couple of very um, interesting uh, videos and information from Gaza and some Egyptian women about their opinions. And I think like these are not opinions and voices I see uh, being heard in a lot of places. So I'm so glad that Rivka is showing this to us. And I thought like we should definitely show this on the show. So thank you, Rivka. But by the way, before we get started, I want to uh, mention everybody right to everybody right now that Anna is Israeli and she's in Israel. And sometimes uh, she ha might have to leave in the middle of a show because there are you know, there will be sirens and there will be Hamas rocket attacks. So just in case you see Hamas, uh, you know, and not just like storming out that don't, you know, that's just the thing that happens during the show. So I just want to um, everyone be aware of that. I see Zaid in the live chat. I see a hello. I see Troel. Hi, everyone. Oh, Israel saying long time no see. <laughs> no, Rivka. Yes. So Rivka. Thank you so much for being back here with us. I'm glad to be back. I think there might be a delay in my uh, video. Are you guys seeing it on your end? Yeah. Yeah. We'll so her. if there, we see if, yeah, the quality uh, and of audio video is perfect. If there's a delay, we might interrupt each other a little bit, but that's totally fine if that happens. Okay. So it's well, just yes, a little I'm, bit, anyways. It's more in the video. Like I see myself moving, oh. and then yeah. But um, yes, yeah. I'm very happy to be back. Thank you. Sorry it's under these circumstances, but we are back. So, yes, yes. So, tell us about uh, I have the woman from Gaza, I have that lady from uh, Egypt that I want to show uh, you. And also, Anna also sent me a video from Gaza about a man in Gaza um, saying something. I haven't seen that one yet because uh, I literally just got that one before the show. So, this video, let me just start with this one. Let me just put this. Let me go from the beginning. So before I play it, uh, Rivka, do you want to explain what this is? Give us some context where where this, this is being recorded. Where, yeah. I know it's in Gaza. This is an older woman talking to a reporter, and he's asking her questions. And she's mm -hmm. telling him, uh, you know, she's condemning Hamas about what happens to all her aid. And I right. unfortunately didn't do as much background on this one as I did on the Egyptian lady. Um, mm -hmm. But you can see that he isn't real interested in hearing what she has to say. As you pointed out in your previous live stream, sometimes mm -hmm. they even walk away, you know? Mm -hmm. Or yes. they'll move them away, or they'll tell people even not to say that. But she is really, really angry, actually, and uh, just talking about you know what's happening to her. I'm Go ahead. Go ahead, Anna. Yeah, Anna, you have a uh, delay. I just wanted to say I just checked. Go. Oh, I'm sorry. I just checked just the place where it was taken. Yeah. It was taken in yeah. Deir al-Balakh. There we go. Yeah, I couldn't pull it up on my can other. Can you hear me? I can. Yes, go. Just yeah, we can hear. You. Just go. It's fine. Let me actually show you the article on um, here. This is 
I, I found the information on this. This is watch Gaza, watch Gaza woman tell Al Jazeera Hamas stealing stealing all the aid. And you can see that the this is quite recent. This is December 7th, 2023. So I just wanted to make sure that we check that because I wanted to make sure that this is not an old video that is refer uh, resurfacing. And sometimes that happens and people and that's important. Uh, older. Yes. Yes, exactly. So let's watch what let's watch what she has to say. So, reporters saying the situation is difficult. Uh, aid is not coming. So I noticed a lot of Al Jazeera or other reporters when they're asking questions from uh, people on the ground, they try to lead them to a certain direction. Mm -hmm. Like they kind of tell them what they want to hear, right? But let's see what this lady, what this old lady. So she says all aid goes down underground. The aid does not reach the nation and the entire people. A lot, a lot is so she says a lot is coming. Oh, look at the reporter. She's already took the microphone. Away. So she said a lot is coming. What comes is only a little, and it is distributed. So they say, okay. I don't know what the reporter said. There was no translation. Do you know, Anna? Oh. Do you know what he said? What did he say? Uh, maybe play um, it again. I, I am not sure I can, I can oh, hear it. No, but... no. Oh, okay. So I think that it, it didn't clarify that, that which part was the reporter, which part was the old woman. Let me see. The aid does not reach the nation. I think that part, the second part was the reporter. <laughs> Yeah, I think this true. might be it the says, reporter. It says, that, like a lot is coming. I think he says a lot of, is coming. Yes. Okay. The so reporter, Anna, is, the reporter is saying a lot is coming. This is what okay. I think. Yeah. So based on what so Anna understands Arabic uh, a bit. So based on what Anna is saying, this uh, this uh, subtitle is now what the reporter is saying. So the reporter is saying a lot is coming. What comes is only a little, and it's distributed. So they say. Okay, so the lady is saying the aid is going underground. The reporter is trying to uh, correct her, saying, look, uh, a lot is coming, but it, what is coming is only a little, and it is distributed. So I think he's saying that the aid is coming in, but it's distributed along a, among a lot of people, and it's not enough. I think that's what the reporter is trying to suggest. What? Watch what she does. Yeah, no. What does she no, Everything goes to the to their to their houses to Hamas houses. Okay, wow. They take it. They will even shoot me and do whatever they want to me. Hamas. And she said Hamas because a lot of times she was saying day 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 and uh, you know the subtitles were mentioning that it's Hamas, but we weren't sure if she's referring to Hamas. So it's good. It's a good thing that she actually herself mentioned Hamas. So she's the, they and will shoot me and do whatever they want to me. Yeah, go on. Notice as soon as she said the word Hamas, he takes the microphone away from her. Just mm -hmm. as soon as it happens. Right. Yes. Let me see. And as Ozaid is also saying, I speak Arabic, guys. The reporter said the aid is very little and it gets and it gets distributed. Okay. So Zaid is giving us some translation as well. So yeah, okay. So the so the lady is saying the aid is 
lit uh, so the reporter is saying the aid is little and it is getting distributed the woman is saying no the aid is going all of it is going to hamas okay got it. yeah okay so just so that we are and again this is the article on it but let's watch it the entire thing one more time without any interruptions so i'm just going to bring this back I just want to I want everyone to watch the whole thing uh, without interruption one more time. الوضع الوضع صعب لا تدخل مساعدات. ما في المساعدات كلها نازله تحت. المساعدات ما بيجوا للامه ولا بيجي للشعب كله. تحجل كثير كثير بيوصل اللي اللي بيوصل شيء قليل وبيتوزع هيك بيحكوا. كله للبيوت لهم. خليهم ياخذون ولا يتخون ولا يعملوا اللي بدهم اياه حماس. خليهم ياخذون ولا يتخون ولا يعملوا اللي بدهم اياه حماس. الوضع الوضع صعب. I can see as Zaid is also saying, the moment the lady said Hamas take all the uh, the aid, they cut off her. They cut her off. They took the microphone away. I notice a lot of times we shown these videos where people are blaming Hamas for the difficulty in Gaza. Every time the word Hamas is mentioned, uh, people panic. Like people want to stop from talking. The, even the, the uh, a lot of these reporters, I think, live there in Gaza and they're reporting on the situation, and they're kind of terrified about what might happen to them themselves if they talk about Hamas and and criticize Hamas. Is that accurate? I think it's very accurate, Armin, Armin, because I've seen where they take the microphone away, or they'll even push the person, or they'll just turn yeah. away, and I don't know whether it's because they don't just don't want it to get out or they themselves are worried about what will happen to them mm-hmm. if they were to engage in a conversation about Hamas because they operate like a cartel gang. Go ahead. Yes. Anna. Uh, I want to maybe not contradict what you said, but I want to add that it is actually not only about Hamas when, when people uh, complain uh, Al Jazeera, I send you a video of, uh, from Al Jazeera. Uh, as soon as the men started complaining, uh, criticizing Qatar, which is the uh, Al Jazeera is a Qatari channel, right? Mm-hmm. The reporter just took the microphone away immediately. So I think it's also because Al Jazeera wants a certain narrative to be transmitted. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. they support Hamas bo- both in money and other forms of aid. They are probably one mm-hmm. of the biggest senders of money to Hamas. And for this reason, they don't want things that um, criticize both Hamas or Qatar to get out from the people. Like it is harmful for, for their own narrative for Al Jazeera. Absolutely. And I think it's really important that you said that because even here in the U.S. with the Al Jazeera English, you know, you try and talk to people about this and the message that's getting out in English is not even close to some of what's getting out in Arabic. And it's definitely a specific message that they want out without certain um you know uh contradictions or people's you know complaining about qatar about hamas about anything so yeah it's vi- you're absolutely right mm-hmm. i want to also add another um, point that i have several mm-hmm. arabic uh, speaking friends 
And one of them, for example, he said that although Hamas, they also kidnapped and killed uh, several Arabs and several Muslims, the Arab channels don't say anything about it, like nothing, absolutely nothing. Wait. And actually, even, even the Western channels, they don't, I think they don't speak enough about it, but at least they mention it a little bit. But the Arab channels, nothing. Absolutely bupkis, nothing. And they killed 19 Bedouins, Israeli Bedouins, 19, kidnapped seven, returned mm -hmm. two so far. Between 30 and 40 Palestinian Arabs were kidnapped, killed, rather, sorry. And some were also kidnapped. Almost no one knows this. And it's really important to bring this up because they make no distinction, you know, no distinction at all. And actually, one of the Bedouin families just joined a, you know, uh, a tour to bring attention to the fact that their son is still being held by Hamas. Yeah. Yeah. And we mentioned Aisha as well last time. And uh, Aisha and Bilal. Her, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I, the I, I, family members are still there, including the father and the older brother. Yep, and no one knows their situation, their medical. Uh, the father, as far as I heard from his uh, brother, uh, his brother said that he he needs insulin. He has he's a diabetic. Yep. So that's what I've heard too. No one knows if this insulin is getting to him. Yeah, mm -hmm. I. I mentioned that um, when Hamas kidnaps Muslims, including Aisha and other Muslims, um, it is what that translates to, what you have to understand, what the message here is, is that Hamas knows, like, what is the purpose of taking a hostage? Is for you to use it as leverage. How would, how would that work unless Israel cares about its Muslim citizens? So... Basically, when Hamas goes and kidnaps Israeli Muslims, Israeli Arabs, is Hamas admitting that it knows that Israel cares for its Muslim and Arab citizens so much that Israel will do everything it can to get them back, to save them. And Hamas knows this about its enemies, that they care. And Hamas itself knows that, you know, Israel knows that Hamas doesn't care about Gazans so this is so, how evil, like imagine the level of evil. Hamas knows that Israel knows that Hamas doesn't care about Gazans. So that's why they use them as human shields. And Hamas also knows that Israel cares about its own Arabs and Muslims. So Israel cares more, way a thousand times more, like a million times more about its, its Israeli Arabs and Muslims compared to what Hamas does to people in Gaza. It's like night and day. It's uncomparable. I think but, that's yeah, a really me, important wait, message that Hamas mm -hmm. is counting on the care that Israel has for its citizens, the care that Israel takes. They're counting on that. They know that. Yeah. Exactly. They bank on it. Um, oh, Yuval is in the live chat is saying, Rivka, they do make a distinction. It's just that Arabs working with or for Israel are traitors in their eyes. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah, any, I know a lot of Israeli Arabs and Muslims that kind of get it from all directions. Like they feel like sometimes that 
they feel discrimination from Israel, uh, not not from the laws in Israel. The laws in Israel are not discriminatory, but they do feel discrimination sometimes from some people. But they always feel like they're traitors from you know their fellow Palestinians because they're Israeli and Israeli citizens. But yeah, let me go to this other uh, video that Anna sent us. Let me see if I could. Sometimes, yeah, there we go. Is that the same reporter? It looks like it, doesn't it? The Is same Jazeera reporter. It almost looks like it. <laughs> All right, let me full screen this. So this is also quite recent, December 2nd, 2023. Okay, please tell us more about the massacre. There's a massacre of civilians. These are children. They are all little children. May Allah settle the score with but Qatar and Turkey. Oh my God! I've never seen. Holy crap! This is a humanitarian issue. To be honest, now the now the reporters. This is a humanitarian issue, and we are watching these scenes. Look. This situation is very catastrophic. There are many martyrs in these places. Honestly, they're saying a lot more by blocking their by blocking him that like they think they did not letting the information get out by not speaking to the person, but they are actually making it a lot worse for themselves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm... because we by not saying these things, they are saying a lot more. Mm-hmm. Do you know do you do you see what I'm trying to say here? Like absolutely what do, what do they think will happen? Like when, when he's saying, like, oh, I wanna, you know, they want to criticize Turkey and Qatar, and they think like, oh, so you took away the mic and you stopped the guy from speaking. What do you think is gonna happen? Do you think we're gonna be like, oh, we didn't we forgot what we just heard, and we're not gonna notice that you're doing that? You know how much louder his message got? By you trying to take away the mic, by by you not letting him speak, you made his voice a lot louder because now a lot of us are interested. Wow, how many other people there have these views that don't get out? That because people like you won't let them get out. Mm -hmm. And he didn't just take the mic. I mean, he put his hand on him and pushed him away. Right. And I've seen this before too. You know, like no, 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 no. Yeah, wow. Let me actually watch this one more time because I this infuriates me. The 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 way that that reporter behaved. Like how how evil do you have to be? This this is a guy that is like his life is in ruins and he has a message. And who are you to decide for him what his message is supposed to be? Like, how dare you? Let me oh by the way, I must say that the city where they film it the gaza city it's a city that israel from the very beginning of the war uh it told all the citizens to evacuate so like 
this this is a known war zone okay and gazians also know know this is a war zone so yeah right 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 i see um zaid is saying in the live chat by taking away the mic like that he destroyed the narrative that the al jazeera are trying to push yes i mean there's a lot more like that as well i've seen so many videos like this from gaza we have shown them in our previous shows i saw one from inside a hospital i might show that actually inside a hospital but yeah i might actually bring that up if we have time but let's watch this without interruption one more time يعني لو تحدثنا اكثر عن المجازر المجازر اللي بتصير هذه مجازر الناس مدنيه انا اطفال كلهم اطفال وبلاد صغار كلهم اطفال وبلاد صغار حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل على قطر وعلى تركيا وعلى الا يعني احنا هنا قضيتنا قضيه انسانيه بصراحه القضيه انسانيه ونتابع المشاهد المشاهد تباعا الان الوضع كارثي جدا وكثير من الشهداء متواجدون في هذه الاماكن and he tries to get back to the mic and he just doesn't let him unbelievable disgusting disgusting like imagine yeah. being there and this guy like losing everything and you're not even letting him speak unbelievable i really want to find like i don't know if this is a good time to do this um i really want to find that video of that person in the hospital um i might do it later actually but yeah um let me get some all right so um rifka you had you sent me another video from a lady egyptian lady do you want to give Dia us some context about... yeah, yeah. you want to give us some context before i pull it up because that seems well to be very yes she's a egyptian journalist and the co-founder of uh a think a liberal democracy institute in in cairo she co-founded it um i believe in um 2015 and mm -hmm. she talks about in before we get to this video so before this she discusses how in the beginning when she heard about what happened on 7 october she said she didn't think and she's like oh it's just another Ham hamas israel clash you know the usual is what she's thinking mm -hmm. a few rockets they you know shoot them down but then she was invited to um see the videos from the gopros of the hamas and she went and this changed everything for her she realized okay. it wasn't just some you know they throw a few rockets it's over you know the the usual is what she was saying it uh completely changed her it upset her so much and so she said that she needed to speak out about this and she also mentions that when she was invited to see this this was all you know the the organization that came and the meeting and everything she went to it was a video conference all in arabic um and so she wrote about it and she spoke about it and she said our media is lying to us and mm -hmm. i saw the truth and here's the truth and i have to speak about it so this video that she made it went completely viral and it didn't just go viral amongst citizens you know um everybody and um even the egyptian uh state media and people were speaking against her she said other arab countries she started receiving death threats they went to her house 
talked to her mother looking for her. So apparently she's had to leave Egypt. She doesn't feel like she can go back. They're apparently threatening her family. Um, so she's say, she says that it's Salafists and others, this is her words, that are trying to, quote, hunt her down. And this is an okay. a interview I saw that she gave. Um, and one of the things they said is because she's talking about this, she's normalizing relations with Israel. And um, she says it's that's already that's her crime, just even talking or trying to normalize relations with Israel. And she is very, very vocal about um, Hamas, you know, um, and she said, you know, she feels like the, what's out there in the media is the lies that Israel is the ones who decided to attack Gaza, you know, not that the Hamas attacked Israel and they're defending themselves. And so she feels like it's so important to get this message out there and talk about how um, things could be different if there wasn't a Hamas, that how the Hamas is the problem for her and um well you can watch the video and hear what she says because i don't want you know i basically gave you the background but she, yeah she's actually mm. being threatened because of this and not just from individuals she feels like she's being threatened from state actors as well okay i will show you the video guys now but uh, thank you so much for the super chat we got six shekels from roy and he's saying amazing work. Can we have links to these to those videos? Yeah, uh, so I will include them in the description on the YouTube channel. So Rivka, um, I think you, yeah, Rivka already sent me the links, so I will include them after the show. I will go and edit the description, and I'll make sure I include the links there. Thank you so much, Roy. And I also, while you were speaking, they gave me the opportunity to go find the video I was talking about about uh, a man in Gaza who was complaining about Hamas hiding in the hospitals. So I will show that as well. But let's go to this video that uh, Rivka just sent us. Okay, let's go this one. And just to say that she's being interviewed in, uh, she's speaking in Arabic, and I think mm. it's an Israeli, yeah, it's an Israeli show, but it's in Arabic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's okay, an Israeli it. channel. By the way, it's one of yeah. my favorite channels. So, like, if mm. you if you want to watch Israeli news, <laughs> this is uh, one of the places. So, good evening, Dalia Zayda. How are you? Praise God, still alive. Dalia, do you regret your adamant position? against Hamas and in favor of Israel? Not at all. On the contrary, if I am asked again, I will say it again. On the contrary, in my opinion, dialogue is the best way to peace. You can't. You can't. If we are talking about peace in the Middle East, peace between Egypt and Israel, between my country and Israel, if there is no dialogue between us without this, 
يكون في بيننا حوار غير كده يعني ما هو what logical reason is there to prevent me as an Egyptian to converse with Israelis if it weren't for the Israelis if it weren't for the security collaboration of, of Israel with us with Egypt between the years 2012 and 2015, the terrorist organizations would still be and Sinai uh, until today. By the way, these terrorist organizations were established by Hamas in Sinai. Am I, is that how you say that in English? The uh, the desert Sinai, right? Yes. Sinai, Sinai, know, yeah. yeah. So, yes, that's how I said in Persian, yeah. When Egypt was very weak. Yeah. Israel stood, up, stood by us and helped us. Wow. Get rid of the, they helped us get rid of these terrorist organizations. If it weren't for Israel and its economic cooperation with Egypt, Egypt could not have realized its dream of becoming a major gas exporter in the Eastern Mediterranean. Dalia, do the fierce attack do the fierce attacks on you? Affect your position. Uh, I will continue. Says, I will not stop condemning Hamas and the radical Islamist organizations and fight them and those who stand behind them. Even if they are powerful countries, I will continue to fight them. Because that's what I believe. And I will continue to work for peace between my country, Egypt, and Israel. And between all Arabs and Israel. Because I don't see a logical reason for what is happening right now. I will continue what I'm doing. And the proof of this is the, is the interview that I'm holding with you today, Roy. I won't stop. Yeah, because she's speaking to an Israeli media. That's what she's saying. I won't stop. And I hope that and I hope that I and the and people like me. Will have at least a bit of influence and oppose the very and, and oppose the very extreme movement that currently that currently rules the streets. You still hope that Israel will eliminate Hamas? Of course. I fully support what Israel is doing. To eliminate Hamas. 
I hope they don't take what I'm saying out of context. Oh, As if I am um, inciting against Palestinians, on the contrary, every drop of blood, every drop of blood that is shed, whether Palestinian or Israeli, I am completely against it. These are these are citizens who are not to blame for what for what is happening. But I totally support Israel's war against Hamas. I support it 100%. And urge and urge everyone to support it. Because imagine if the area where we live, not only Palestine and Israel, imagine if the Middle East had no Hamas in it. And no extremist Islamist, Islamist organizations. What would our situation be today? Without a doubt, a thousand times better. What is your message to, Israel, to the Israelis? I is first to of all I share your grief about what happened in the October 7th massacre. It was a horrible sight. I saw the videos and I can't describe the horrors I saw. It was something. It was something you can't even imagine. I hope Israel succeeds in eliminating Hamas. I fully support that. I hope that Israeli army. I'll say it again. I hope the Israeli ar army will succeed in eliminating Hamas as soon as possible, thus freeing the entire area from the evil of Hamas. And I share it in the and I share in the grief of all Israelis who lost their loved ones in the terrible massacre of October 7th. Dalia, will you return to Egypt oh. after everything that happened? I hope I can go back, but right now, with all the lawsuits being filed against me and the accusations of espionage and all the murder threats, yeah, uh, some people even went to my house looking for me. Jesus. And to my family's house. So what can I say? It's unfortunate, really. I hope one day I can go back.
but in the current situation I think that I would be crazy it would be a crazy thing to do it would be like throwing myself into the fire Dalia Ziada, the Egyptian researcher I thank you very much for this conversation I say saying thank you thank you Roy I wish you all the best I wish if if only it would be a good here or there. I hope so. Okay, where is she? I was trying to figure that out. I don't know if she was in mm. Israel or if she's in the United States because she used to work in the United States for... Mm. Um, uh, interfaith dialogue organization in the U.S. She was part of that, and she worked for them. And she mm -hmm. also worked um, at something, I think, in Tel Aviv. Oh. Um, oh, by the way, we got a super chat from Nomen. Nomen is saying, hello, new people on the screen. I am Nomen. Yeah, Nomen, thank you so much for the super chat. I was um, trying to figure out where she is. I know she's not in Egypt, but I know at one point yeah. she was um, in the Institute for National Security Studies in Tel Aviv. She did an original video with them. That was the one of the first ones she did where she uh, kind of went viral. Okay. And then her connections with the U.S. I, I tried to figure that out, but I... I, I couldn't quite that's okay, figure that's okay. it out, which is fine. I it's mean, okay. she doesn't want that, yeah. anyone to know where yeah. she is. Okay, yeah, never mind. That's okay. So I just want to quickly... Uh, yeah, go on, go on. You go add, quickly add that I think it's crazy that just for condemning Hamas and like maybe right. talking to Israeli media, she's being accused of espionage. I mean... Yes. It's mm -hmm. it's worse even than Iran probably no, like. Well, the mm, depends. So the threat, I think, in Egypt, the threat is from the people a lot. Um, in Iran, you, the said, threat is from. She said she's she's um, she has several mm. lawsuits against her. This yeah, is but so lawsuits are. She also so said. Lawsuits... Go All ahead, right. Armin. Go ahead. No, I, I don't know if the lawsuits are what some other people are filing against her, like other citizens could be filing against her. I don't know the details, but yeah, go on, Rivka, you go ahead. He said in some, because I watched several interviews with her just trying to get some background and, you know, mm. and besides this one, and she said that she feels like it's not just people on the street that it's state actors whether it's egypt or other states now are these did she name them directly no but mm -hmm. she does she did say that she feels that and then the espionage charge i would imagine that that would have to be a state actor i don't know what the laws are in egypt but i don't know that a civilian could bring espionage charges against someone um, right uh, so the lawsuits and the espionage accusations seem to be separate things. P any random person could come and accuse you of espionage. I don't. Know, so we don't. I don't know the details. I just want to. Um, so you guys, you guys are right. I just like I, what I'm saying is that the nature of the threat in Egypt and Iran are different. 
um in iran and um, you know in egypt there's you you might be facing a lot of threats from a lot of people themselves who might want to take the law into their own hand or use the law um but in, in iran you have mostly to the government to worry about but again i don't want to get into too much detail about that because i want to just focus on the arab voices right now that are condemning hamas um anything you guys want to add about the previous video before i show you guys this one well, I just wanted to say, regardless of, like you said, not focusing on it, regardless, the fact is that this woman can't go back to her home. Egypt has yes. a peace treaty with Israel. They have a relationship. Yes. And she yes, still yes. is being condemned for saying, mm -hmm. you know, speaking out against Hamas. Egypt has fought Hamas. Egypt blockades, you know, at the Rafah Gate. Egypt has you know, come out and said that they're against terror, you know, the, the Hamas terrorists in different instances where they've had. So right. all of this is happening with the country and she's still being either persecuted by people or attacked by the state, who knows? But regardless, she's living in fear. They're going and bothering her mother all mm. because she said some of the same things that the government has said that she's against Hamas and they're terrorists. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. Thank you for adding that. Um, I just, so let's, have you guys, Anna, um, Rivka, have you seen this video that I'm about to show you? I have, you but watch it again. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. And Anna says, no, Anna. Anna, you're muted, by Let's watch this. So this is in a hospital in Gaza and Al Jazeera is now trying to interview this man. So she's saying, so, so he's saying, as for the resistance, they come and hide among the people. So this is a Gazan man telling Al Jazeera that Hamas comes and hides among the people in the hospitals. Oh, wait, we don't, uh, let me unmute this. Let's go back. I don't think bit. you're at the beginning either. No, yeah, but the beginning was just a countdown. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. From the Ignore yeah. me then. Oh. <laughs> So she, he's saying, as for the resistance, they come and hide among the people. Why are they hiding among the people? They can go to hell and hide there. <laughs> oh, so I wish I had the original video because I just managed to find this cut version, meme version of it. But like. I can't. So somebody added a stupid video at the very end. But the part that they didn't show is that the Al Jazeera reporter just, as soon as he says that, goes like, go, turns away and like, turn takes the mic. You can see just a little bit of it. Again, I don't want to get that meme, the aggressive meme sound at the very end. Look at this. Okay, so that's just that meme sound is just trying to show that how badass this man is being, like when he's saying Hamas could go and hide in hell. But unfortunately, it cuts the part, the main part of the video where the reporter just moves away from the from this man as soon as he says that Hamas could go hide in hell. Like you could see how nervous the reporter was getting and trying to. Not only does he take away the mic, he starts talking over him to shut him up. Um, I will try to find a better version of this uh, of this video because I am um, and download it because I keep a lot of these videos are taken um, out after a, a few days so I, I never feel secure. I'm trying to gather um, create a bank of all these 
um, you know, an information. I have a folder of all these different uh, Arabs that are speaking about against Hamas, so that I have that uh, with me every time somebody denies that this is happening. I have another one that I want to show you. Um, this I always. There are a few ones that I always show wherever I go. And I think a lot of people who have been on our Persian show uh, on our, have seen this. And also, I've sh shown this one on the English channel as well. There's two other videos. Actually, there's a whole bunch. Here, let me show you this one. So this one I always show. Uh, I love this so much that I show it every time because you can see the, the sound of... Rivka, have you seen this one? You, you can see this man. Oh, you're muted, Rivka. Yeah, I believe I've seen this one. This is where, you know, they're shouting like, because I'm reading the I'm French. Gonna... Yeah, yeah, I think I have yeah, seen yeah, this yeah. one because I'm on a mission to find these as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm because there's so many of them and I'm trying to find uh, as many of them as I can as is well. Is this but let's, where they're let's... shouting from their apartments? Yeah, somebody went on the rooftop in Gaza. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. A Gaza man is shouting like so. So this again, this is a Palestinian man in Gaza on the rooftop shouting. So let's listen to this. So he's saying, "Oh world, we don't have work. Oh America, oh America again. Take Hamas, take Hamas from us, take Hamas from us. Oh America." Oh world, we don't have money. We pay it to Hamas. So basically saying Hamas comes and takes our money away from us, right? And I have this video that I, I need to show every time we talk about this. Have you seen this one? I know Anna has seen it, but yeah, so this is a... Yeah, so this is a Palestinian mother that just lost her children in Gaza to to the bombardment, and this is what she says. So she says this is all the fault of Hamas dogs. So this is like the the reason why they what this is happening to them. So she says this is all because of Hamas dogs. And look at this man in the black shirt right next to her. As soon as he as she says that, she goes to try to stop her from speaking. She covers her her uh, her mouth. Look at this. You, you see how they're trying to shut her up? There's that. I have more. I have so much more. <laughs> Do you guys want more? I have so much more. Um, here, let me do one more. I have. Let me. I could do. I could do this forever. Okay, so this one is in Arabic and it doesn't have subtitles. Alright, so this one I have to get somebody to subtitle for me because I don't have the translation for this one. But this one... Okay, this one has a translation. Okay, those people who destroyed Gaza... Tell Ismail Haniya. So these are Hamas leaders. <laughs> Tell Abu Hamza from uh, the Shatir. <laughs> Say that you are the biggest collaborator. <laughs> you Hamas leader, you know, uh, Mashal, uh, are, co are collaborators. <laughs> 
What can I say? Allah is the best revenge taker. So again, I could do this all day. I have so many videos of people in Gaza blaming Hamas. Some of them are in Arabic. Some of them I don't have the... I'm trying to get people to put subtitles on. But you know, yeah. To Anna's point earlier about, you know, um, Jazeera and Qatar, the funding and of the, you know, the ownership and funding of Jazeera and the money that goes to Hamas. And when he brought up Ismail Haniya, it just, again, made me think not only are they, they, they have a message they want to get out on Jazeera, not only are they funding Hamas, but they are hosting the leaders in Doha mm. In luxury hotels, while these people, the citizens of Gaza, are suffering, are being stopped from leaving or from fleeing, they're hiding amongst them. But these guys are in Qatar, in nice hotels. So it, you just have to say it again. It just made me think about it because we were talking about, you know, all of it. So that's where those guys are the mm. leaders so yeah yeah that's it i mean i just wanted to say it again not that some people don't know it but i mean some people don't believe it you know you say that they're some of the wealthiest terrorist organizations you know that they're living in luxury hotels and i have people say oh well if that's true you know so it bears repeating is all i'm saying <laughs> By the way, these are. Uh, I also want to mention that these are not just um, anecdotal evidence. Like I, I had a show showing um, that Arab Barometer um, had a survey um, in Gaza, and they started the survey. I think in September um, 2023, and guess when they managed to finish the survey was on October 6th, October 6, 2023. So trying to figure out the opinions of people in Gaza. And they, people were very, very angry with Hamas. And Hamas, uh, I think, if I remember the number correctly, had only 12% support in uh, in Gaza. And also, a lot, most of the people, the, the, the highest number of people in Gaza attributed the hardship that they have in Gaza, not to the blockade, not to Israel, but to Hamas. They, they blamed most of the people in Gaza, blamed Hamas for their hardship in, in Gaza. That was surprising to me. And it's quite surprising also that the, the survey just happened to finish exactly the, a day before the October 7th attack. I don't know if this is off topic, but I'm just going to bring it up. And if it is, we can talk about it later. So much do people in Gaza not like Hamas that in 2017 and 2018, there was a big protest movement called We Want to Live against wow. the Hamas by Gaza. No way. Yeah. And uh, the, the Hamas... And we this probably bears an entire live stream because there's a film about it. And they and I can find some articles even for you about how they opened fire on a group of people protesting about the economy and why, you know, where's where's our jobs. And they killed, I think, 200 some odd people. Um, also, some of these people were jailed were tortured there's now this i don't know if this is verifiable i would have to but some of the people were saying that they cut limbs 
you know, the Hamas did. So yeah, they had a movement in 2017, 2018. It was a, a protest movement. And that's how much people don't like them, that they're risking their lives. Because as I said, they operate like a cartel gang. You know, do what we say or we'll hurt you. We'll hurt the ones you love. So there may be people that support them, but there's also people that are coerced. You know, children mm -hmm. who are forced to dig tunnels, hundred, you know, over a hundred have died. You know, people who are coerced to say thing, good things, people coerced to do things for them as well. So it, it no wonder people don't like them. <laughs> right, right. And here's the Arab, uh, from the Arab barometer, some of the results you can see from the 2023. Uh, so how much trust do you have in the Hamas-led go uh, government? So you can see the highest number is says not at all. That's the highest number of votes that they got. We also got a super chat from Nasreen. Nasreen saying thanks, uh, Rivka, Anna, and Armin for this information. So uh, thank you so much, Nasreen. Thank you so much for the super chat. Um, all right, so I think that's pretty good. I think if we keep it under one hour, um, a lot of people, a lot more people might end up watching the show. Guys, please m like this video and please share this video because we showed you a major list of a lot of examples of people, of many uh, Palestinians and also other Arabs speaking out against Hamas. Um, and these are voices that are, and I will, I will get to you as well. And these are the voices are, that are not being heard. And you liking the stream and sharing the stream will make their voices be heard. There's a major effort out there to try to paint this picture as black and white. Um, and there's a lot more nuance to it. There's a lot of other voices that people are not hearing. So you could help get this in front of more eyeballs. Uh, Anna, go ahead. Uh, I heard a lot of people saying that Hamas can't be defeated because it's an ideology. And... Like, mm -hmm. it's true and not true. Like, you can defeat, of course, the uh, their um, military and the government structure, but eventually, if there wouldn't be a change in the education uh, of Gazians, in the uh, religious authority, there there is still a lot of support to Hamas. Even though we bring those who speak against it, there is still a lot of support for Hamas. And in order to crack down this this support it gets there has to be change from the very very basic levels from uh, the education is playing a major role and also the the fact that all the religious authority in gaza strip are is controlled by the hamas okay so all mm -hmm. the mosques and schools and universities everything now, yeah. I think I think that as long as the Hamas is ruling in Gaza, there is no chance that uh, Gazan people would be prosperous, would be successful, would be able to just have a normal life, because every single thing that comes to Gaza, from money, food, humanitarian help, everything goes first to the Hamas and maybe a little bit to the Palestinian people. Maybe. And all the money sent by both Iran and Qatar, Hamas didn't use it in order to develop the Gazans, uh, the 
the Gaza Strip. It used it only to dig tunnels and construct weapons. So no matter how much money they will have, they would just construct better weapons. Okay, the, the Gazan people won't see anything from this. This is what I want to say. Yeah, 100% so, agree. Yeah, 100% ahead. agree that that's absolutely, um, you know, mm. and uh, the truth. But I wanted to pivot from the Hamas for one second. We were talking about Arab voices speaking out against Hamas in support of Israel, against Islamism. I have a list of people, you know, Miriam Wakaba is a Christian, Arab Christian. I believe she's Iraqi. She's out there. Uh, Luai Ahmed, he's a Yemeni. He's out there. Hussein Abu Hussein, he's also out there. You know, even people like Naz Daly, who's, uh, I don't remember what his actual name is. He has, you know, uh, Israeli Arab. He's come out and talked about it somewhat. So it's out there if you look for it. And we can do a show again, talking about some of these people as well, you know, and then people know, you know, obviously Mosan Hassan Yusuf, he's out there too. But um, I just wanted to mention it's more, it, there's people making videos out there. You can look for them. You can find them. You can hear what they're saying. And some of them aren't just talking about the Hamas. They're talking about the threat of Islamism, which goes to your point about the idea, the ideology. So, um, yeah, it definitely. It's it's not so easy as just getting rid of the leaders. But your point is well taken, Anna, because it's, it's a long, difficult very multifaceted issue. So, okay, so we just got a super chat from Gijin American saying, thoughts on ceasefire calls or the CPC-5 solutions for two states? Well, guys, what's CPC-5? I don't know what it is. CPC-5? Okay. okay, so Gijin American, you need, to you need to be more clear with your messages because if nobody understands... Uh, I mean, well, I don't know what the CPC five is, but yes, I'm but Googling let me just right add, no, 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 no need to, no, 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 no need to Google it because we need to end the show. But okay. just uh, cease, anyone, anybody who's calling on for ceasefire right now is basically uh, supporting Hamas. Any ceasefire right now is a pro Hamas position. There is no, it, it makes absolutely no sense. That's my short answer. And I want Unless to add Anna also, there yeah. were, there were ceasefires in the past and always, nearly every time, Hamas is the first one who violates it. So we yeah. might agree on a ceasefire, but they continue sending rockets on us. And they have no regard to civilians at all. Okay, I, I, I live in a regular city. There is no uh, military base here. There is a hospital here in my city. There are tens of, of schools here, high schools, and my city is bombed every single day. So like how how crazy you are for the, for demanding for demanding a ceasefire from terrorists who never never value mm -hmm. any agreements you can't have an agreement with a group that that just it, it has nothing sacred nothing 
And no one's demanding a ceasefire from the Hamas. They're demand the ceasefire they're talking about is coming from Israel. No, you ask Hamas to make a ceasefire and stop throwing rockets first and release the hostages. Mm. I'm sorry, I get angry, but it, it makes me very angry. And yeah, it's absolutely. I mean, there was a ceasefire on October 7th. There was already, you cannot just, we had ceasefire before October, October 7th attack. Yeah. 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 Um, you cannot just ask one party to, and, and again, this is how ceasefires work. Ceasefires work with when you have two states that they come to an agreement to stop fighting. But the, the ceasefire that they're asking right now is just one-sided. You're Usually when there's like country A and country B, fighting they're fighting in a war they go and ask both countries to agree to a ceasefire but this is not what they're asking right now they're only going to one side of this and they're completely ignoring the other one understanding the other one is not going to respect a ceasefire anyways so a ceasefire is not going to work if you're only asking one side to respect it it makes absolutely no sense you're not dealing with a state you're dealing with a I radical group that has no boundaries but go on in, in one of the uh of these uh, um, military uh, campaigns that Hamas started. Uh, I think it was maybe 2014. I really should check this. But in one of these ceasefires, Hamas actually uh, attacked Israeli soldiers that, that were there. So uh, maybe we we would agree to, agree on a ceasefire, but we have no guarantee that they would, they would do the ceasefire, right? That they won't try to attack. We have no guarantee for this, and they are, have already proven in the past that they don't they don't value ceasefires. And I want to also uh, say that every single ceasefire that was in the past or right now, they always send like a couple of rockets after it started, or they break it first. Like they they don't really want to to do all the all the. Um, all the conditions, and by the way, one of the conditions that Israel proposed in this ceasefire that was uh, implemented was that for the Red Cross just to visit the kidnapped, okay? And it was never, never implemented. The Red Cross still didn't make it to the kidnapped. They okay? didn't make it so to the even kidnapped, this, but they make it to some of the Hamas terrorists that Israel arrested. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was, it is such a basic requirement just to know what is the medical condition of who is still kidnapped, who is still in Gaza, to know who is alive. This is, this is basic. This is basic. And in this ceasefire, they didn't, they didn't do this, uh, this condition. And this is a major condition. So now you are demanding another ceasefire for what? For for us to to bring back dead bodies from from Gaza if they are not not letting us to know who is alive, who is dead, who is and uh, needing in emergency care maybe? Like wh why do why do we should agree on this ceasefire? I think that this really shows some of the issue we're dealing with here because you can't 
when when you enter into a negotiation, you have to believe that both sides are coming negotiating in good you know good faith. They will adhere to the terms. And when you try and do this with the Hamas, they're not entering in good faith, and you can't be sure that they'll adhere to the terms. Yeah. So how can you trust anything? You know, this is, it's not a real negotiation. It's, and, and like Armin said, it's a very one-sided, it's, it's extremely one-sided, you know, and I, sorry, I, I'm so verklempt that I, you know, overcome with emotion that I don't even, I can't even speak at this point. Yeah. I also want to to add another point that I think that it actually even stems from Islam that you can just make a hudna, make a treaty, and then when once you are ready to attack, you just can throw it away. For example, um, there is the Treaty of Hudaybiyah that uh, the Prophet did with the people of Mecca, I think. Uh, the prophet basically he had his Muslim followers and he wanted to attack Mecca but he was too um, uh, he wasn't strong enough so he made a peace treaty with Mecca, with the people of Mecca and the peace treaty was for 10 years but after 2 years he gained enough popularity and he gained, he made an army a strong army and he attacked Mecca right so even if the prophet, if if the prophet of Islam is not is not keeping uh, the the um, uh, the treaties, the prophet who is supposed to be the most perfect human in existence throughout the history, the prophet Muhammad is not keeping through treaties. Why should they? I mean, this is this is part of their ideology to to not keep treaties and to attack whenever they are ready yeah yeah those are perfectly said um i just want to read a couple of super chats and a question um that somebody's asking from us and then we will end it there so my tv thank you so much for the super chat saying unfortunately unfortunately academics like rashid uh, khalidi from Colombia's university are feeding the naive students the idea that occupation breeds violence and not blaming jihadist ideology. Well, I mean, uh, first of all, it's not uh, accurate to call it occupation, but the situation that the people are in uh, Gaza, that does breed violence, but who is responsible for that situation? The people that are responsible for that situation is mainly Hamas and the Islamic Republic of Iran. Um, I would ask you but a I do agree. Question, and, like a rhetorical but, question, okay? A mm -hmm. uh, very sm small question. Like, imagine if the situation was the opposite, that Jews would only given the Gaza Strip, only, only the Gaza Strip, okay? All Jews would only be given that, and mm -hmm. and the uh, uh, the Palestinians would, would get the entire Israel, okay? Like, Gaza Strip would flourish, it would flourish, just like Tel Aviv mm. is flourishing now. It would flourish. Jews wouldn't mm. do jihadistic terrorist attacks 
against the Palestinians. It it wouldn't happen. Mm. So yeah, of course, of course, harsh conditions they bring more violence. But but um, like you, it's like it's like telling that uh, during World War Two. Germany isn't responsible from for the genocide of Jews because there were harsh conditions there, so uh, it just happened naturally. Yes. It's called like, the Dresden defense. There's actually a word yes. for it when they say that you know you killed a bunch of civilians, so you're just as bad, or we're not responsible for what. Yes, the Dresden defense, but this is a whole different argument. I think you're right, but Israel just, did accept an agreement before the partition for a teeny, teeny, teeny part in the middle. It's called something starting with a P. I can't remember it. I'm googling it. They accepted that, and that was rejected. So, uh, what well, you're talking about, back, the P, you're talking about back before the state of what are you are you before talking about the PL partition? There was and the, they had the PL. It's the peel. Oh, that's the it. Peel. I was gonna peel yes. starts with a P. Yes, I knew it. Yes. You know, so yes. so yeah. Um and also they, they were offered they were offered twenty percent uh, the peel agreement, they offered twenty percent to the Jewish people and eighty percent to the Arabs, and they rejected it. But I mm -hmm. want to move to the next super chat. So the next super chat is by Erkin. Thank you so much for the super chat. And Erkin is saying, and after a ceasefire, you'd normally expect a peace treaty. But an Islamic state wouldn't recognize that either. Yes, very good point. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you so much, guys, for the super it. chat. I'm sorry that I'm, yeah. I'm speaking so much. I'm just a little bit angry. No, that's no, okay. No, no, go ahead. Uh, I go want ahead. to add that no, Hamas, no, yeah. Hamas had written in its charter that it won't accept mm. any less than the entire uh, state of Israel. I mean, from, from the river to the sea, this is what they want, okay? Like, they, they want just the complete annihilation of all the Jewish residents here. And they right. won't stop at less than that. The only thing that you that they would maybe uh, agree to talk on it is uh, Hudna, like uh, just for a very short time in order to gain more weapons and then attack Israel again, whenever mm -hmm. it's ready. Yes. Like this, this is, this is the only, the only, um, agreement you can you can get from them so Hamas and this is why you can't have a peace treaty with peoples who's it's main... not a peace treaty that's it's what i'm saying treaty. Only that's what i mean you can for them to to gain more, more weapons this is exactly this is the their raison d'etre is the elimination of israel the murder of all the Jews, oh, I said it, the, the unalive, I guess that's the word you use, of all the Jews there, and then all the Jews in the rest of the world, and then a reestablishment of an, a caliphate. Yeah. Mm. So how can you um, trust anything? Yeah, so let me, guys, I, I re really need to uh, wrap it up here, but Gabby oh, is saying sorry. it's okay, Anna. No, that's okay. Gabby is saying it's okay, Anna. You're making really great points. We appreciate you and your time. And also, by the way, thank you so much. I want to thank Rivka for bringing uh, these important information to us for for us to show. A lot of people are not seeing this, and we're only doing this because Rivka had this information to share. So thank you so much to Rivka as well. Troel is making a good point. Uh, Troel is saying the Treaty of Versailles is a good analogy. Yeah, um, because um, Germans were humiliated. And after World War One, does that and they were 
you know, the economic situation that they had to deal with, the humiliation um, after World War World War One, would that justify everything that Hitler did after? Again, I said I said a bad word. I shouldn't have said that. But yeah, that's a good example analogy that uh, we could bring up a lot of times. Here's the last thing that I'll, we want to end the show on. Jono is saying, what about the humanitarian situation in Gaza? I asked this question before on the stream, but what about the fact that Article 99 on the UN Charter was invoked because of the impeding disaster? Yeah, so the situation, the humanitarian situation in Gaza is horrible, and I condemn it. I condemn Hamas for the humanitarian situation in Gaza. This is every single, every single civilian casualty in Gaza I condemn it. It's a it's a, it's a crime, and the crime is big is is happening because of Hamas. It's Hamas that needs to be condemned because of loss of civilian lives in uh, in Gaza. And regarding the uh, Security Council and uh, in the UN, you just have to understand that security the way that Security Council works. So if you want to talk morally or legally, I don't know we, because we are switching between uh, these. When you talk about the UN Charter, you're talking about it legally from a legal perspective everything that you bring to the Security Council gets vetoed by the United States anyways. So legally, uh, Israel is in the clear not to do a ceasefire. And morally, they're also in the clear not to do a ceasefire because Hamas needs to be uh, defeated, at least in this war. But I, I don't know if you guys want to add anything to this before we... Regarding the humanitarian situation in Gaza, did you want to guys mention anything about that as well? Because they, they're, I think what they're expecting us is for you to, to condemn what Israel is doing in Gaza. No, yeah. I'm not going to condemn it because every casualty of civilians in Gaza is, first of all, because uh, Hamas uses uh, the, its own citizens, the Gazans, as human shields. So they are dying yes. because Hamas is either preventing them from leaving the uh the war zones or because hamas is trying to uh, deceive them tr trying to tell them no don't listen to israelis warnings and israel israel sent their like flyers it it made phone calls in they arabic made, like, over twenty thousand text messages and phone calls yeah text messages and i recently saw a video in in arabic great arabic with a map and with all the roads marked, how can you how can you uh, escape the the war zones the the uh, to to get to uh, better better places? And like like Israeli soldiers, they they guard the humanitarian corridors for Hamas warriors not to hurt the civilians, not to uh, not to block them, not to block the, these corridors. It's it's insane. So every every civilian dying in Gaza right now, it's Hamas' fault because they put weapons and military supplies inside hospitals, inside schools, and also prevent humans from uh, the civilians from evacuating. And uh, of course, they also, as we as we just heard in this in this stream, the Hamas also. Uh, uh, it it takes the food and water that comes to through the um, humanitarian aid, like it, it it even steals food. I mean, this is how this is how they are. They don't care at, at all for for Gazians. No. and all all the ton tunnels, all the tunnels, they don't let Gazians to to hide there. No, it's it's only for the Hamas to hide there. <laughs> like they. 
in 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 Israel. There's videos in, where they have, say this. The Iron Dome, we have, it, right? we have what? There's videos where they say this in Arabic. They're interviewed and they're asking why you don't build bomb shelter for your people. Why not even one when you, you have, have you know, 500 kilometers or more of tunnel? And he says, yeah. well, it, they're it's not the our responsibility. They're the responsibility of the U.N., the citizens. <laughs> like for example, we have here com communal bomb shelters. I'll send you the video. It's, it's probably yeah, yeah, like I've 20 years it. ago. Okay, we have communal bomb shelters since from like maybe 20 years ago, and nowadays almost all uh, new apartments they are already built with a, a safe room or at least with a cellar. So we we have. I feel that that my government tries at least to protect me, and we have the Iron Dome. Like one one asked in the chat, why uh, uh, the the aid that the U.S. Uh, sends, why why it is spent on Israeli military? Because we need Iron Dome. Like we need Iron Dome, and Iron Dome is only to to protect civilians from Hamas rockets. Right. So if Hamas stops throwing rockets on us, we would need let less aid from the U.S. Okay. Right. It's, All right, guys. We need to. We need to, we already over, we're, okay, so I just wanted to read one last super chat by all colors saying the Muslim Brotherhood also targets Armenians and Georgians. And guys, a lot of people are wanting Anna to do more of a deep dive in a lot of th the things she's saying. So I will talk to Anna and I will ask her what, which one of the things that she said she wants to do a deep dive in and we will do specific shows for that. And I would love if Rivka also shows up, like if you have time, Rivka, to, for uh, those uh, streams. Okay, great. Fantastic. You guys are both amazing. Again, I'm the only reason why I'm trying, I know a lot of people want this to continue. The only reason why I want to keep this short is because the, I noticed that if the videos are, you know, closer to an hour and it ends up getting shared more and it gets, you know, more people end up watching the whole thing. Uh, but again, don't worry guys. I will have, um, a lot of people are happy that Rivka and Anna are saying the things that they're saying. I will have them back on again for us to continue these conversations, okay? So, great. Thank you. Again, like the stream, share the stream, leave a comment, tell us what you like, tell us your disagreements in the comment section after the stream is over. And thank you all. Thank you, Rivka. Thank you, Anna, for being here with us. And until the next show, bye. Yalla, bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs>